So, <clears throat> hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Best of Five, your weekly FTC podcast, wherein we talk about what happened last weekend, this weekend, next week, and everything in between. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Who, doing pretty who, good. Won, who won The Bachelor? Um, it's kind of complicated, Cassie. Won. Yeah, we're not going to get into that right Cassie now. Cassie thanks. Yeah, was no it? one won. We all lost. It was fucking terrible. Um, what did you say before that? Oh yeah, it's my spring break right now, and I'm here. So you guys should thank me. Everyone Dude, in the chat. <laughs> what? I don't know. I can't explain fully how, how much it annoys you? me to hear you say that. What? We're all adults. We work. I'm a family <laughs> man. I'm on spring break, and I still came in for the show. So you're welcome. Yeah, it's my ass. Anyway, John was just talking about spring break '09, and then realized. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, as if it was yesterday. As if it, it was. was 10 years ago. John Velociraptor Guerrero writes for Revenhubs.com. He joins us via Skype using that sick new blur. Oh, it blurs the foreground as well. Look at that. It does? Yeah, because oh, yeah. that mic is blurred out. Um, Wait, wait, wait. Whoa. Yeah, it's cool. It's great. Yo, shout, out to, shout out to Ak Aking Off Sweet. I think that's how you pronounce that. Uh, his name is also Steve Jurek. That's this guy here on the screen. He's in the Infinite Azure. How you doing, dog? I am doing. That's about as good as I can give you. Cool. So back to John and his last spring break being in 2009, which was a decade ago. I'm trying to think when the last time I went on. I wasn't. I graduated college in 07. <gasps> wow, that's when I graduated high school, you old man. That makes me feel so much better. Thank you so much, Efren. I appreciate that. So how come you didn't go on a break for your uh, sophomore and senior year? I mean, junior and senior year. You were playing video games? I can't. You broke up. I'll blame Elon for that. All right, guys, let's get to the show. We have a lot to talk about. <laughs> there was the kickoff, official kickoff of the Capcom Pro Tour, the final round in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I will be the first to say that I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, it it brought fun. me back. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Getting some of that flavor back. I'm enjoying watching competitive streams. And uh, I think it bodes well. There was also some hype tournaments. Ups, downs, upsets, surprises. Also, if you were one of the lucky few, only a quarter of this panel made it in. You got to play the Mortal Kombat 11 stress test. John, you were in on that, weren't you? Yeah, I did. I got to play. I only played for like maybe half an hour. And it was only to uh, show my girlfriend the fatalities that she was super not ready for, especially Baraka's brain eater. Spoilers, Baraka can eat your brain in this game. Uh, she lost her She lost her shit. It was great. Cool. That's, you know, borderline uh, abuse, really. Elon, what is on the screen? My goodness. Also, we'll be talking about, you must be very excited about Kid Goku from GT. Well, actually, that's what I wanted. I don't play the game anymore, but I, I do like Kid Goku. You just want more children in the game. Want more Gokus. Because you relate to them because you're a spring breaker. Yeah. And Goku. And Goku. Um, I think there's now six. Six actual characters with Goku in the name. And if you include characters that are like part Goku, we're, we're in like the 20s. So, like, like Bardock, who else has Goku? In oh, a lot. So, I mean. Pretty much any of them. Do you ever go around and say, do you have any Goku in you? And then follow up with, would you like some? No, I've never said that. Okay. Um, we're going to kick off the show like we always do with a recap of the weekend's events. And for that, we have Steve Ace King Officer Jurek. 
That we do. Who is uh, the cutest bald guy of all time? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan might have a little Cannot bit hold of a candle to Steve. His recaps are not as good. Go ahead. Wow. Um, sure. Okay. Uh, busy weekend. Uh, kicking things off online with the Street Fighter League, uh, the U.S. version at least, uh, the final two online qualifiers to get into that draft. Uh, on the east side, you had Psycho taking it over Space Boy, who came close once again but fell just short. So Psycho put his name into the hat for the Street Fighter League draft. He will be joined by XSK Samurai, who... who uh, edged out Doncadillas and Commander Jesse to take the final spot uh, for the western half of the country. Uh, just missing out on top eight, we had a few players, including John Velociraptor Guerrero. Wait, I almost got top eight? Yeah. yeah. You got ninth. ninth. Wow, that's great. How many matches did you win? Ideas and, uh, and okay, let me, let me give you a quick, quick story. We played nine rounds. We went to the last game, last round in all three of our matches. I command grabbed as Nikali twice of probably about 30 different times where I could have done it. And he'd neutral jump both of them. And I just about quit Street Fighter V forever because I'm like, there is no rhyme or reason to this stupid game. Yeah. And he somehow knew. And I was pissed. Yeah. Yeah. I've had that happen in tournaments. Yeah. I'm pulling up the, the drive here. What else do you got for us, Steve? Uh, well, we with that settled, we now know which 12 players are going to be uh, selectable for the team captains in the Street Fighter League. Uh, like we said, XSK Samurai and Psycho got the wins this week. They joined JB, Just a Kid, Rob TV, and Up to Snuff in the online qualifiers. Uh, the fan vote also took place this weekend a little bit of an uproar over that because it was pretty much entirely during final round so a lot of people missed out on it but uh the six players who uh did make the cut pretty good pretty good list brian f who had himself a nice weekend uh broly legs classico dual kevin who's been putting in work in street fighter as of late el chicote and shine Yo, sh uh, so sh how many to... captains are there do all these people end up getting selected Yes, it's going to be 16, 16 captains. They haven't confirmed who those captains are, but it is believed to be the top six uh, American finishers from last year's uh, Capcom Pro Tour. Chester Broilegs. So wait, so what are the teams made up of? It's it's six. It's one of each. Yes, it is one. Uh, okay. One of the team captains, one player from the online qualifiers, and one player from the fan vote. Uh, but for the way, uh, excuse me, Event Hubs has a projected list for the team captains, and it should be, according to this, Knuckledoo, Justin, Punk, Idom, Toy, and Nephew. So that is unconfirmed, but uh, that's who we believe are going to be the team captains for this thing. And uh, like I've been trying to say for the last... 45 seconds, shouts to Broly Legs. That dude's been grinding real hard for a real long time, and I'm glad to see that he got in via fan vote. I saw him, um, what's what I'm looking for? Uh, stumping for himself. What's what I'm looking for, Mike, when you're uh, trying to advocate for yourself? Regardless, he did it. He got in. If you don't know who Broly Legs is, Mike Begum. Dude plays with his face. K 
can't use his body from his neck down, but still can lay a smack down. I got double perfected him by him once in a tournament. Really? <laughs> yeah, with his chun versus my, my T-Hawk. It was pretty bad. Anyway. His chun is nice. His chun's real nice. Uh, let's move on to another online qualifier. This one is for the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate North America Open. The final round of qualifiers for that as well was this past weekend. Uh, you had DT Fox, DT Foe uh, taking the win in the Northeast, Austin in the Northwest, Poltergust in the Southeast, and Terror Bear in the Southwest. I'd like to say and- that. That Poltergust is a former arcade UFO player. Uh, went to UT for four years. Um, it's sick to see him win this. He's a big, uh, if you look him up, he was maybe the best, at least for a long time, Phoenix Wright player <laughs> in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. So, some background on Pol. All right. Well, that, how, how many people really played Phoenix Wright, though? I mean, we're, we, like weren't, we weren't saying it was the greatest accomplishment ever. We were just saying he might have been the best. <laughs> So there you go. It's like being the tallest guy on this show. He loves Phoenix Wright so much that he played Dark Phoenix in the first game when Phoenix Wright wasn't in it. Because they had part of the same name. (laughs) Was his team Phoenix, Phoenix Wright? Somebody Uh, else? I think he got rid of Phoenix. Because why have the replacement when you got the real thing? (laughs) Uh, So we now know the teams uh, that will compete at Pat. PAX East, excuse me. Uh, so Austin joins Mystic and Sweet Tea in the Northwest squad. Uh, Numbers and Seth will join DT Foe in, North, in Northeast. Uh, Number on and Arrow in the Southwest. And the Southeast uh, Poltergust joins Devante and Wrath. Uh, going across the world for a moment, we did have uh, World Esports games, or World Electronic Sports games, <laughs> had their global final. Uh, Tekken 7 was one of the games. Uh, Rang Chu, the Tekken World Tour champion, took home the gold medal in the men's division, holding off Yu and Double. Uh, in the women's side, Tanukana and Yu Yu. Uh, another great matchup between those two. That went down to the wire. Uh, you, Cuddlecore of the U.S. got in uh, on the podium with the bronze medal. So congratulations to all of those players. Um, real quick, are we going to get upset that there's a men and women's division? Or are we cool with that? Uh, I'm not <laughs> a fan personally, but this is very consistent with what uh, WESG does. Women have less upper body strength, so it makes sense that they'd be in Can't their own the bracket. Hard, okay, yeah. we figured it out. We can go on. It's more that they're trying to emulate the Olympics. They're one of the groups that are pushing for esports to be included in the Olympics. So they're coming in like, okay, the Olympics divides as into men and women. That's what we should probably do too. I, like I said, I'm not a big Okay, fan so of let's it, just devil's advocate that for a second. It does guarantee that there will be women on that side, uh, implying that you know they don't tend to place as high in an open bracket. So this, by default, you'll have more women, which potentially lead to more visibility, which could be a good thing. Now, John... Since I know you have beef with this. Also, are you in heaven right now? Beef. Well, okay, so, yeah, exactly. It's funny because the sun is setting and it's shining directly in my face through the window <laughs> above me. So it's like... You look enlightened. Here we are. Thank you. Yes, I know all. But I uh, your question. <laughs> but um, what if there was like a scenario wherein <laughs> you had top man, 
top women, and then post that you had a mixed bracket. Great. I don't care how they do it. I'm not worried about it. I think that a women's bracket is exciting. I also think that that's implying that they're not going to win in the men's bracket. History shows thus far that women don't traditionally win when there's men, they're in the men's bracket. So you could make that argument. Uh, people will get mad at you. You can make an argument against it. People will get mad at you. Uh, basically, people are going to get mad at you. So I'm, I, I don't have a, a horse in the race. I, mm. I think if you look at Tekken results, you, you look at the success that Cuddlecore has had, that Tanakana has had, yeah, there isn't anything out there that shows that women can't compete with men. To the contrary, yes, women can go toe-to-toe, beat men, include, it's, you know, there's, this gets way above our pay grade. Let me say that first. Yeah. Um, I think most of the difference in results right now can be contributed to uh, the societal differences between how we view men playing video games versus how we viewed women playing video games. And that is changing, uh, especially over the last few years. I, I don't see the need to, to separate by gender in this case. I understand why they're doing it. I just don't feel that, that it's the right decision in my book. Um, Plus, you know, the upper body strength. So moving on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What else you got Good here? Good for Korean backdashing. I'm just saying. <laughs> Y'all going to get us kicked off of Twitch. I'm telling you right now. Uh, but the big event this weekend was final round uh, in Atlanta. Uh, kicking it off on the Tekken side. It was an all-American affair. Shadow20Z. This man has been on the come up for a while. Gets the big win over Trungi. Uh, becomes the first American player to win it final round in seven years in Tekken. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Yes. Okay, yeah, finish what you were going to say because I think you're no. going to answer the question I was about to have. Yeah, um, there, there is a little bit of an asterisk be behind this because not a lot of international players showed up due to it not being part of the Tekken World Tour this year. But, I mean, even previous years, you still had strong Korean players coming out. Shadow showing that he's right up there among the top U.S. players, even among the top world players, if he can get out to more events, he's someone that can do some damage. Wait, how many foreigners showed up? Uh, I I think it was... Well, I not, mean, like, like St. JDCR. No, no one on that level showed up. Mm. All right, well, fair. Good, but still good to shadow 20Z. Yeah, so we got to build up the U.S. because we're about to bring the U.S. down. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters results from that event. If you're a fan of the U.S., you might want to look away. All Japan podium. Goichi taking it over Kazunoko. Finally getting back to winning ways. Uh, had, had been falling to Kazunoko a lot uh, since, I want to say, CEO. Or before CEO, excuse me. It's been a lot uh, last year. So, Yeah, so it's good to see him on top. Dogura taking third. Uh, Hook Gang got the only American player to be the Japanese player this weekend. 22-1 and one, uh, for Japan when playing U.S. players. So it, 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 was, uh, it was a wash. Um, some, some, some mistakes on this. I mean, there's two players tied for third. There's four players tied for fifth, Steve. I mean, oh, God, this graphic, man. 
And everything's in white. Everything's text. in I don't white. What that means? I can't even yeah. read white. <laughs> I don't see white. <laughs> I get it. Race jokes. We're, go we're going forward. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, That's, okay. That's okay. That's okay. Um, there was a lot of talk about a final round, like another game too. What could which one? Well, it, well, it has to we do could... with streets and fighting. Yes. Uh, the game that's all about fighting on the streets. Dead or Alive 6. <laughs> Omi Cook. All right. Anyway. Uh, crazy Steady. This was the first real big, big event for DOA. Uh, DOA 6, I should say. Uh, crazy Steady taking it over BlackBerry in the grand final. It beat him in a couple of close sets, too. 2-1 uh, in the winner's final, 3-2 in the grand final. So look out for for both of those players as the game progresses. Uh, I, I expect, you know, like I was saying last week, the numbers for this didn't really, I they were a little lower than I thought they would be, but I would expect uh, once we get to April Annihilation, Annihilation, excuse me, uh, next month, you'll see, a pretty big turnout because that's a big E event and big E has always been good to the uh, DOA scene. So be sure to look out for that next month and certainly other stuff in between there as well. So I was watching Dead or Alive 6 and I have formulated an expert opinion. Okay. And, and what is that expert opinion? Shit looked kind of boring to me. Good. And the, um, the characters look silly to me. And they weren't wearing enough clothing. I was disappointed. <laughs> well, I mean, they have so many costumes to choose from. You can you can put them in as much or as little as you want. It's all your call. Yeah. Well, but, um, our DOA expert effort has signed <laughs> off on final round Dead or Alive six. So I mean, yeah, I think it's time to move on. What else needs to be said? Nothing. Uh, let's talk about the game that involves people who are either dead or alive. Street Fighter Five. <laughs> the kickoff of the 2019 Capcom Pro Tour started the same way as the 2017 Capcom Pro Tour did, with Punk on top. Punk coming back from the losers bracket, pretty much speed running Momochi in that grand final. Uh, ridiculous performance from him. Uh, Johnny, that's a name you are going to see a bunch of in the coming months because he's uh one of the players that came up through shinobiism momochi's uh school momochi and chocoblanca's uh training ground so uh there was a bit of that father that student teacher dynamic when they played in the winner's final uh but johnny he is going to be a problem once he gets more experience under his belt uh you see some Americans you don't normally see or haven't often seen at the top of the standings as well. Uh, Brian F., great weekend for him. CJ Truth. Tampa Bison, a guy who doesn't really get to travel all that much, making top eight. Uh, hopefully he can make it out to more events because this man uh, can do some things if he gets a chance. Uh, and all? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, there's plenty more final round, right? Or is that it? Is that the last final round slide? Uh, we've got one more talking about it, but but there's no look at the names who aren't there. Gachi Kun, uh, the reigning Capcom Cup champion, got knocked out in 17th. Tokido, the guy who was number one seed for pretty much the entire year last year, 25th. You know, 
Knuckle Dew also. Fujimura, Knuckle Dew, Mena. I mean, like, almost Daigo. everyone was there. Jay Wizzle. Yeah, Daigo. Enom. Problem X. Cerroblast. Yeah. yeah. Anyone you can think of was there. So if you don't see their name, I mean, they probably just lost early. Now, is that uh, obviously just because it was such a stacked ass tournament? Or because they all are washed up and Punk is good? There's a lot of stuff. I mean, it was obviously a super stacked tournament and people brought their best. I think the game changed a lot in, in this season and in a way people weren't necessarily ready for. I mean, you see, like, Karen didn't get, like, buffed in any major ways. And in fact, she got a couple nerfs, but she looks like she might be, you know, near the top of the tier list, just the way things funneled out and some characters got nerfed. And I don't think people know exactly how to play as well as they did. That plus the rust of not playing in the tournament setting for three months and then not having this metagame at its highest level for three months. I think you're going to see a lot of kind of back and forth shaky results for for the first few tournaments because things change. Absolutely, a lot. and this is this is a great sample, but it is only one sample, and it's the very well, more or less, the very first one. I guess you could say Evo Japan is as well, but yeah, I, I I take this and I go, okay, cool. This is what it begins to look like, but I'm not going to try to make much in the way of predictions or projections as to how strong, like for instance, Karen is, like where she is in the tier list. She's good. I'm not going to try to like put her in a spot right now because I need to see more results. If Punk is consistent with this, great. But um, I think it was uh, when Brian F. was entering to play his first top eight match, uh, it was Ultra David that said he had talked to Brian F. And he asked him, you know, how do you feel about uh, your, your path here? And what is it that got you into the top eight, especially at an event with so many killers? Anyone who's anyone was there. And uh, Brian said something to the effect of the reads were in my favor, man. So it, to him, at least, and with that response, and I don't know if there was more to it than that, but it would still felt like, uh, yeah, I got lucky and the interactions went more in my favor than not. And I happened to find myself in top eight. Now, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Brian F in another top eight this year um, at, at this caliber of an event. I think he's a really good player, but uh, at least one guy out there saying that this felt for him a little bit on the random side. And so, uh, it's it's a lot of information that you have to gather. We have our first big chunk of it, but I'm still going to be kind of slow to making any big big scale predictions. Now, when you talk about Karin being, you know, maybe among the top tier, do you think that's because of the changes, or is that more few just reasons how well Punk plays the character well, that he just makes her look top? Tier? Punk and Johnny on his game. Punk is the best Karen in the world, and we've seen a handful. He's the best of player really in the world, in my Karens. opinion. But keep going. Yeah. He, okay. Um, he, but he was also doing these amazing whiff punishes back when there was a lot more input lag in the game. Now you have Punk, who's not only in this new, faster version of the game, but he's also had some ample time. And uh, I think you brought it up, Steve, saying that Karen didn't get much in the way, or maybe it was Donka, didn't get much in the way of buffs. In fact, she got a few nerfs. She more or less kind of just stayed where she was. But I think the significant thing here is a lot of the top tiers that were giving her a real hard time yeah. got some nerfs. And, and that's what we're seeing here uh, as far as characters like that coming on, you know, on the up and up. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, a lot of the characters like Abigail, who gave her a lot of trouble, were nerfed. Um, in general, uh, you watch Punk and Johnny this weekend, and even if you're not a Karen player, it was just a master class of hit confirming and, and, and footsie game, and it made Street Fighter V look a lot different. I mean, you see Johnny doing Stan Fierce like 13 times in a row in the corner, 
no cancel on block or cancel the shoulder on block and, and you know into tenko on hit every time punk is like making crouch medium kick look like it's a free 300 damage every time you're within range these two guys played just insanely well and they showed that like you know karen's a little bit more of a difficult character she has to rely on those one hit confirms she has to rely on some tricky combos and like utilizing your meter efficiently in your combos and they both did it all weekend and i mean two karens in top three it's been a long time since we saw anything like what, that. What uh, what did Punk do that Johnny didn't, or is it just that Momochi's played Johnny probably a lot? There's there's that. Momochi and Johnny obviously have played tons of times. Now their match was close. Theirs was three two, but I think Punk's a little better than Johnny, and I think Punk's tournament abilities are are a lot more owned at this point. Punk does not appear to have any nerves left. I mean, he went to losers super early on in the tournament. Won like eight matches straight versus top players whereas johnny looked a little shaky at different times and i think i think with more experience at the top echelon because i think johnny's best premier placement before this was like 17 mm. you know it was nowhere near a top eight i guess that's somewhere near it but you know it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't on the yes. echelon of a top eight and i think i think if he gets a couple more of these you'll start seeing it perform almost on the level of punk but um man punk's better though punk I mean, just, just like is. ran a train here he was it the uh, 6-0 I don't remember it was 6-0, but he bodied him. It was 3-0 and then 3-1. Mm -hmm. um, so clearly Punk was on something here. And I mean, Punk versus... The crazy thing this tournament was Punk versus Americans, where he just yeah. destroyed them. I mean, almost everyone in his path, JB, you know, CJ Truth, Truth etc., they all just had nothing on it. And it, it looked like 2017 again. Now, <clears throat> I want to take the opportunity to talk to you or ask you guys about Zeku now. If you've been following, you know that he's... It's not like he came out of nowhere. People have been using him at high level. People have said that he's really good. Maybe people are sleeping on him. <coughs> but what is Zeku's uh, shtick here? What, what, what's the what's the meta here with this character that was able to get Momochi, who's obviously one of the best players on the planet, to this level? I thought he was going to win, by the way. They buffed young Zeku yeah. a lot. Um, his stand Fierce is like this, like, I think you just saw it before this. It's like this two-hit Fierce that he can hit confirm. The chop. Yeah, the chop. He's got like a plus eight on hit medium that's five frames. His his frame data just got really good out of nowhere. They kept they kept buffing different moves and his damage and, and basic poking game was pretty good. He's honestly not a very crazy character, despite the fact that you think of him as like this crazy stance character that's like switching and flying everywhere. Really, he just has good moves. It's not like it's Gen. No, he's not like Gen. He, he's honestly a pretty standard character. Now, one thing I was seeing that I thought was cool and to me was reminiscent of Street Fighter 4 was that he's got uh, moves that on wake up are tricky to see if he's going to land above and over or above and front. Uh, he's got like this little EX little twirly Flip. jump. Um, young Zeku went from like the worst character in the game to like a top tier, basically. And they now you just play young Zeku. When do you use old Zeku? Um, I think More when you have zone. a life lead, he can zone. He has the kicks oh, right. and a DP. But for the most part, you play young. Cool. Um... So that was a ton of fun. That was a great tournament. It was really exciting. There was a lot of good matches in there. Uh, some people are pointing out that it sucks that we didn't get to see Tokido versus Bonchan because I think he used Sagat. I just want to see, see, see some more Sagat. It almost made me want to play Street Fighter V again. It's been a almost. long time since I said that. <laughs> a long time. It almost made me want to pick up Karen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Because that looks fun. You know, like that, that idea. It looks like... Ugh. We don't need to spend more than two seconds on this, but it looks like you can play the game that people wanted to play when Street Fighter V released. And uh, there's been so much BS and such in between, but now we have the low frame rate, uh, the lower, I mean, sorry, the lower input lag, 
And um, and it feels like you can actually play that game if people are around still wanting to play. But maybe they don't want to play the game at all because there is a, a bigger problem with uh, Capcom and Street Fighter V at the moment. I hear that uh, you do a deep dive into that very topic on the Event Hubs podcast, and everybody listening here should go then and listen to that. Uh, you can hey, listen good to idea. The, the sultry sounds of John's voice the and Catalyst. The balance of SF5 seems pretty good this season. Like, my idea was, like, I was, I'm going to play SF5, like, I'm going to pick the most broken character, and then I was like, shit, I don't know which one that is. Like, I, I actually had trouble. Like, the best character might be Rashid, Akuma, or Karen, who have all been nerfed, like, very hard since their best iteration. I so, heard Vega no was up there. In that, they they in might that be app. up there, too. I'm just saying all, I mean, if you look at all of those characters, they've been nerfed pretty severely from their best iteration. So the game is a lot tamer. Which I think is honestly well, the direction people wanted this game to go in. I don't think anyone wanted like season one Chun to be better, you know, like. See, it, and, and it, the thing is, like, if if any of those characters that you just mentioned, including uh, Bison or Birdie, if they do uh, emerge as the like the undisputed top tier of the game, that's not a bad. Yeah, look for I the agree game because no. they're not they're not season three Abigail or season three Rashid or season one Mika or, or Chun or right. whomever, I you know, like agree. it's a lot more tolerizing figures. Yeah. Well, they everything. will be, they will be if they be, if they reach that tier, you know, it, I, I think people don't want a small uh, section of top tier characters. Every, you either get a, a close balance where everyone's sort of tame and everyone's sort of, within striking distance of each other, or you have this stuff where everyone's broken. If you only have like four or five characters that are broken and then the rest are tame, that's when you have the issues. I will say, I think they missed a mark here. Not, I mean, I, I'm sure you're about to bring this up, but like they didn't announce anything for the rest of the season. There was no, I mean, we haven't even gotten a season pass announcement, so we don't technically know anything really. As far well, as well, they said they're not doing a season. Right, they said they, they're not they doing said a season. That from the beginning. So we don't know, like, if characters are coming out, if whatever is coming out, and I think if the tournament had gone that well in combination with a character announcement, it would have been uh, a pretty hype time for SF Five. So hopefully something's coming soon. I You're mean, wrong. They did announce something. Oh yeah, this the stage is kind of cool. It's also kind of lazy. So I don't know. It's not like doesn't really do a ton for me. I did like this game. I'm really happy to see this stage, and I think especially the crowd that played Alpha um, or that appreciated the Street Fighter 2 movie, right? The animated movie oh, will yeah. appreciate this stage. Um, the only thing uh, and, and is that I think the, the grass sort of obstructs your view of the character's feet, and if it's too much, I, I haven't played on it myself yet, and I, I haven't heard any, obviously, word from Capcom because no one has, but like the fact that it kind of covers you up, maybe it's not tournament legal and that would suck. Uh, because I, I hope it is. I, I really yeah, like it. Yeah, it kind of looks really like good. birdies can might get covered. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I think the grass is low enough. Most of the tall grass is in the background. Mm -hmm. So I think it might be fine. We'll, we'll see. It will it'll be close. I, hope so. I, I like the stage. Yeah. It's a nice throwback. Let me just say again that Kage really fucking sucks. He's lame. He's badly designed. And he's terrible. So, like, really, I hope they do something better than that. Um, John, I was trying to get to it earlier, but, um, on the event hubs podcast, you guys do a deep dive into what's going on with Capcom. Is that what I understand? Right. I haven't listened to it yet. I'm sorry. Can I get a no, taste? It's all, it's all good. Um, so basically after final round, as we just talked about on this show, 
was an amazing event. It was great as far as the production. It was great as far as the competition. I don't think we could have asked for more. And hey, if you're an American, well, we won, you know, and, and it was it was awesome. And it was feel goods all around. But of course, everyone was anticipating that Capcom would surely, if they weren't going to do it at Evo Japan, it's been over three months now, final round, the kickoff to the Pro Tour would be the place that they're going to reveal something in the way of new characters or what they're doing for season four. Um, uh, you know, the the we're doing something differently and you'll find out soon. Well, people are waiting um, and uh, and they didn't give anything. And it's unfortunate because it feels like right afterwards, instead of celebrating how much of a success final round was, all the discussion was that Capcom hasn't said anything or done anything and that's valid because capcom has built this game as a service they've set an expectation and then now they're not meeting that expectation and that sucks but we basically jump into it on the um, on the podcast and talk about well why wouldn't they have done this maybe it's because they're uh they're moving people over to a different development team so that they can work on something in the future and there's m much less in the way of manpower to to be doing this and so they're falling behind or something along those lines um, we talk about what the effect is going to be on the community, how people might be viewing the game now. Um, and actually, I just wrote an article that, well, I wrote an article earlier today. It just went live about 10 minutes ago on the site, um, basically telling people that, you know, there's this there's this wave of negativity surrounding Street Fighter right now. And, and, and it's appropriate, I think, in some ways. But we don't have to have new characters to enjoy the game. So if you enjoy the game, if you enjoy playing it, um, don't fall into the trap or the idea that the, it's incomplete or that it's obsolete without an update. I think the game is very good with where it's at right now as far as balance, as far as options and modes and whatnot. Like, it's a much more complete game than it ever has been, um, especially after Arcade Edition dropped. You can play it, uh, but I think it's time that we as a community stop looking for um, announcement or stop swinging from announcement to announcement with Capcom because it's a relationship that just feels abusive at this point we have enough let's just play the game in front of us and treat any further reveals as added bonuses but not expectations because like otherwise we're just going to always have this bad taste in our mouths uh, and this feeling of disappointment and um and you don't want your experience to be that way so yeah i i still wag a finger of shame at capcom for basically setting up expectations and not fulfilling them um, but at the same time, it's like, hey, if you enjoy playing Street Fighter V, just just play Street Fighter V, and let's stop worrying about character that's, reveals. That's fair enough. But again, as you pointed out, the caveat is, if you enjoy Street Fighter V, we mm -hmm. did have somebody in our Discord blue saying, and I thought it was a little bit uh, ironic, he says, if I can make any re uh, request for the show tonight, please talk about this. I'm so tired with having this discussion talked about from every Street Fighter streamer and YouTuber. Can't believe one. So he's... Sick and tired of people talking about the expectation that he would like for us to talk about it. Um, so we're going to talk about it. Going off I, what I, you were I, saying, sorry, so I can see you, you, you're up next here. Um, if you are not in your category of people who do enjoy it and everything should be gravy, gravy anything else should be gravy, stop swinging from announcement to announcement, which is, I think is a good way to put it. Um, I am looking for a reason to come back to the game, to be honest. That, that is literally what I'm looking for. The uh, game could be the fucking same, and if they did a better job talking about it, people would like it more. I don't know. This yes. model's so goddamn antiquated, and, like, you know, like, American games from small studios are just blowing them out of the water as far as the way they talk about patch notes. They describe things. They they do things. And it's not, it's not just a language barrier at this point. They could get the Japanese players to do it, and that'd be even better, probably. We'd like that even more. 
So I mean, they they could do better. And Bandai it's not Namco about the game anymore. The 50 common questions from yeah. the fans list and they answered or they attended to all of the questions. Yeah, yeah I, the game is like the last thing that even matters at this point in my opinion. It's just everything else. It just has no charisma. Yeah, no, no zero charisma cuz the game's fine. The game is good. I mean, it's not mm -hmm. you you might not love it. You might not even like it, but I mean, it's not a bad game. <laughs> What was your line, your famous line, Steve? And some people play Street Fighter <laughs> when we had some Street I'm never Fighter reps. Anyway, uh, what were you going to say, Steve, earlier? I, I was going to say that, look, if you're waiting for a reason to come back, I don't think you're going to get it. I know I I'm not going to get it. Any character they can announce or any mechanic uh, that they can announce will fundamentally change the way the game is. If you like Street Fighter V, play it. If you don't, don't. Uh, but to touch on what John was talking about earlier, yeah, I do feel like we have this this level of expectation that isn't necessarily fair and might not necessarily be healthy. You know, we always are looking for the new season pass, the new character, the new mechanic, the new season. We, we're always waiting for more, 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 more content. And we are on in year four of Street Fighter V. So it's not surprising that things are slowing down if things are actually slowing down did anybody what ever sorry what bothers me is this idea that back in january or back in december excuse me they told us hey we're doing something different this year we can't wait to tell you more <laughs> it's been three months and they have not told us more. yeah different just doing like something less. different was less fight money <laughs> Do, yeah i if there's not going to be as many characters, if there's not going to be as much content or the content that comes out is going to be a different kind, that's fine. I just want to know. Just let me know, hey, you know, we're probably going to we're going to have three more characters this year. Fine. Or we're not going to roll out any more characters, but we're going to do other things to keep the community engaged. Fine. Just let me know. That's all I ask. Don't leave me in the dark. Don't tell me that you're that you can't wait to tell us what's going on, and then wait to tell us what's going on. Yep, absolutely. And and so it all comes down to like what was Mike, Mike was getting at. It's all the way that this is is slanted. It has almost nothing to do with the game itself anymore, as far as how fun it is to play. It's all about the charisma. It's all about the way people view it. It's the relationship that we have with Capcom or the lack thereof. It's the feeling of not being acknowledged. I would go as far as the feeling to, to it feels like a disrespect, you know, and, and, but there's other stuff to do. So again, if you like it, you can play it. And if you don't like it, you can go play other stuff, man. And, and, and it's all good, but, but don't get caught up in feeling like if they don't release something new, then the game is not okay to play or I should I should boycott it unless you feel disrespected. But here's something I wanted to ask um, Steve from what you were saying. Uh, what if... Uh, it, I just lost it. I'll come back to me. <laughs> I, I do want to say one thing that as far as the state of the game that I thought was interesting. The Grand Finals was Karen versus Zeku. Those are two of the worst V-triggers in the game. Like, two of the worst V-trigger characters in the game. Zeku's are, like, straight up the worst. Like, he has, like, a like an unusable V-trigger 2 and like a mediocre V trigger one that's basically just a cancel into a, a another string, and Karen only gets like two rekkas now, and like they're not particularly strong. So like, V trigger fighter five is is not the way it works anymore. There's still characters who rely on it, but 
it, it's a different game than when you hated it. Like you might still hate it, but it's a different game now. But how mm. how hard is it to get that that launch taste out of people's mouths? It's first it's impressions are impossible. forever sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. Karen's so, triggers are so, trash. Look, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. Like absolute trash compared to any good state of the game. Super D in our chat asked a question that I actually don't have the answer for. Who is the community manager now? The shift of responsibility according to position is kind of dismissive, in my opinion. At least point us to the right person to direct questions. It's not Michael Martin. Um, no, he didn't. In fact, he came out with a tweet after all the shit hit the fan on social media and said, uh, like, I'm in charge of the esports side. We came out to do final rounds, nothing else. And this is the only time I'm going to say this. And it's like, well, yeah. So he's basically just kind of passing blame. And I don't blame him for that. I mean, at this point, all I can do is blame Capcom as a company. Um, I don't dislike Michael Martin. I don't dislike Mama Dow. I know both of those people do really good work, and 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 I think that they contribute plenty. I'm sure they do. But at the end of the day, like Capcom's name gets put on everybody that works for them, and at the end of the day, we're upset with Capcom, and there isn't really a face to to associate with that because Capcom won't tell us. Has anybody ever felt like Street Fighter Five was a service? That was the original uh, proposition, if you recall. What uh, not year? a good one. Not, a, it, not an efficient one. No. It feels like they are testing the waters in so many ways. You know, they're, they're tr they've been trying to get the, the best of both words, worlds, and I've said this before. You know, they release the game, but then, they, uh, then you have the season pass. You have the attempt at an in-game currency. Remember Zenny? that mm. was supposed to roll out at launch, never did. So now it's just fight money. I do expect to see Street Fighter VI, if if and when it does come out, it will be much closer to I a free-to-play, so uh, you know, pay-as-you-go sort of if game. If it's not, they fucked up. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah. And I think that all these things like ads and like uh, the, well, I'm, my fingers are crossed that a good in-game economy will, will be a thing. But I think all these places where Street Fighter V kind of like tried, but really more or less missed the mark. I think that the, I hope that they'll come back with something much better in those. And that this was all testing bed to get all the problems out right now. Um, but I remember what I wanted to ask Steve. Um, the idea that, you know, we're going along here and maybe, maybe it's the fact that people are looking forward to the next update because they don't feel satisfied with what's going on right now. That might be how some people are feeling about things. And I guess if that's the case, I, I find that valid. But do you think that that could be what's going on with people is that the reason why we're always looking forward to the next thing is because we're still not happy as though it were like the early days when I think that was a much more valid concern uh, because we didn't have like half the modes and half the characters that we have now. But yeah, that, that might, might be a thing too. I, I think it's partly that. I think it's partly that, you know, companies have this expectation where you have to constantly talk about what's coming next to keep people excited. And, and I think it's because so many other companies are out there killing it. You know, mm -hmm. there, there's just, there's so much competition from, from fighting games you know, more so now than I think at any other point in history in terms of high-profile fighting games just knocking it out of out of the park in terms of communication with their fans, in terms of content, in terms of delivering what fans want. So you can't really rest on your laurels. And that's not 
just a Capcom thing. That's the company we're talking about right now. But the same thing applies to Tekken. The same play- thing applies to Mortal Kombat. You you have to sort of play this game of we got to come out with something because guess what? With so many games out there, somebody else is coming out with something almost every week. You know which uh, game and game developer does have quite a good about amount of uh, communication recently? Bandai Namco. Uh, you guys, you alluded to this earlier. Uh, Lon is the one that pointed this out to me, is that uh, Soul Calibur Six had a big old Q&A. All the questions you guys have been asking us, here are the answers. Um, there's some stuff in here about DLC, single-player content, um, the cadence at which they're updating the game, if that has a negative impact. And I'd still put them way response. behind the American companies like Nether Realms or like Iron Galaxy. So, yeah. I mean, there's a there's there's a lot of places doing well, and, and some of the answers there were not really answers. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head, but some of them were like, yeah, we'll look into it, but don't expect much. And even that is significantly better than soon winky face and then nothing for at least four well, months, you know? But, but, but before I move on to, yes, I know you want to continue to talk about how Capcom is trash at uh, communication. <laughs> but Elon pointed something out to me I thought was interesting. Elon, if you want to mic yourself up here. Um, somebody asked about giving the uh, frame data for the game, and their basically their policy is no. What was what was the reasoning there? Okay, so I guess from the development side of Team Soul, uh, they see releasing official frame data as a deterrent to the more casual players, uh, because they ass- their assumption is that the more casual players are going to assume that frame data is a necessity in order to play the game, and that's going to scare them off. So. Because of that, they're shying away from releasing official. Sure, frame but data. what casual has ever been like? Wait, there's frame data involved this just game. Put that in I'm a not going to play. Spot on the website. I don't know, man. Just put it like somewhere where. Well, they, they, look at it. Look at it. They also way. said that that's fun to find frame data or something along those lines. That that's all part of the experience is going online and finding whatever. Feel a sense of accomplishment. Said, which I thought was a pretty BS part of the answer. Um, and I don't know how much weight or water the first part holds either, though. Yeah, yeah, I mean that, that that is BS. That is a BS answer. But what I encourage you to do is go to YouTube, look up any final from like Evo or something with a lot of zoning or a lot of long combos, and you will see comment after comment after comment about people saying stuff that we would consider and scrub quote scrub quotes worthy. There is a big difference between our section of the world which is important to please because we're the biggest evangel, the biggest uh, evangelist for a game. And the casual audience that makes up, you know, 70, 80, 90% of sales, they just want to play. They don't feel like they don't want to have to contribute hours and hours and hours to be somewhat decent. They just want to go in and have fun. So I, I do feel there's some truth to that first part of the answer. Okay. Um, how did Tekken do? I was surprised by the numbers on that and on um, Dragon Ball, but then again, they weren't like parts of the circuit. So I feel like uh, if you want good numbers on your tournament stream, kind of have to be part of the of the circuit. Is that true? Getting there. Or is that BS? Is that even worth talking I, about? We could save it for another day. I, I, I... We might want to save that for another day because we've got... I'll tell you what I don't want to save for another day, Steve. Bringing us back to the game of the hour is this fucking crazy-ass synchronized street fighting. 
So when I first saw this, I was like, what? Then I was like, what? That's all. It's cool. This was, um, this has just blown up on social media. You know, there's a few different retweets of this. Uh, the clip I saw has oh, has about six and a half million views. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Over 140,000 retweets. There, like, even if you aren't a major fighting game fan or someone who, who watches shows like ours, you can be impressed by what you're seeing on screen, even if you realize that it is uh, synchronized, you know, or colluded. It's the professional <laughs> wrestling of Street Fighter right here. Right. And then the finish is just awesome. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they kept it up that long is pretty impressive. I mean, it's not... There's a lot of buffer in the game, but it's not easy to do that, especially because a lot of it wasn't just buffer tricks. I mean, they, they really planned that out, so it looked cool. And I mean, yeah, I'm guessing a lot of the reaction is people thinking it was real, but, you know, <laughs> like, so be it. Um, some announcements before we get to a topic. There's a couple of topics that I'm interested to get people's opinions on, that being Mortal Kombat 11 stress test, and the other being the Smash coaching stuff during Mars versus Wishes at Collision. But first, we're going to go through a couple of news items. One... Uh, Kid Goku, GT, confirmed. Another cool. Goku. You're excited. Anything to add to there? Not really. There's another Goku in the game. Um, too many Gokus. Too many Gokus. <laughs> King of How Fighters. Gokus to make a stew? <laughs> Go ahead. Um, uh, at least seven. You know, is, is that really a complaint? I mean, Goku is such a, you know, I was reading up on uh, some people's opinions on this, and they feel like, especially in the Japanese community, it feels like almost disrespectful to not have your favorite era of a character represented. Yeah, I think it's cool. I've never really cared about that, to be honest. Personally. Some people get bothered. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I've become a combo fiend, though. They're all functions to me now. <laughs> oh like, I've God. become... Well, when there's ten fucking Gokus, yeah. I can see that. Functions. Um, pour one out for Pete, for Pete Rose's, for SB. Um, okay, so what's King of Fighters All-Star RPG? I don't even know. Not um, a fighting game. It's not a fighting game, but it is an RPG game based on King of Fighters. It includes 50 characters. Uh, they just announced that it is coming to the West. It was released la uh, late last year in Japan. Now it's coming to the U.S. Um, I didn't see an exact date. So if you're a fan of... Uh, if you're a fan of King of Fighters but don't actually want to play King of Fighters, <laughs> hey, have I got a deal for you. <laughs> Do you also have to be a fan of RPGs? It might help, okay. you know. Uh, Google announced not a new uh, like console, but basically a new gaming service that looks like somewhere between Netflix and YouTube Gaming and Twitch Killer and... So basically, anywhere you have a Chrome tab open, you can play video games in 4K and in a high clip. Um, do we think... First of all, is there any... I, I didn't actually catch GDC uh, keynote because I was at work. I'm not on spring break like some people. I was Did you watch it? I had to watch it for work. Um, I watched a little bit after John mentioned it, but not a lot. I so, know it has safe states. So, so John, uh, what did I miss? Can you give us a quick and dirty on why this is Game Changer? Um... 
Uh, yeah, it, you really need to watch the whole thing to to do it justice. But essentially, um, you're taking the idea of playing on a on a console and all the limits that a console would have, and Google is is making um, all the heavy lifting to be done in this giant like Nirvana cloud of Google data that just kind of hovers above the earth. Um, metaphorically speaking. And so you can play on your PC with just whatever, you know, um, uh, power or your tablet or your phone or even your television, as long as you, I, I assume there'll be some kind of an app, um, you can basically beam in to any of the games that they offer and start playing almost immediately. So it's like the idea is you can send somebody a link, they click on that link and they're playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey immediately. And um, and again, all of the heavy lifting or the majority of the heavy lifting is done on the uh, on the side of Google and on in their data and such. So it's like you're not running into the kind of restrictions and more specifically, developers aren't running into the kind of restrictions that getting an entire game on, like, say, a PlayStation console um, that, that, that are presented there. Um, it also allows or well, this is all in theory because it hasn't been put into practice yet, but it'll allow for the return of couch co-op. For those that are unaware of what that is, it means that you play two-player with your game um, with your buddy there physically with you as opposed to over the internet. The reason why that tends to be going away in modern times is because these games are so powerful that having two screens showing the same thing but from different perspectives is very difficult for these systems to handle. So it all has to be over the internet where you know you have one Xbox or one PS4 doing its thing and then you have a whole other one to present the other information to the other player. But with this, you can have like, I think they showed like eight different angles of the same thing going on at once. So it sounds uh, at first like it's like way too good to be true and that it will redefine gaming for everyone uh, big time. And it's coming out here in 2019. But immediately people that kind of know a thing or two about this are like, there are going to be a lot of problems with this. And for whatever reason, it's going to be in the way of lag, probably because um, of people's internet connections. It seems like a lot of the things Google was saying were implying for that, that people were all using pretty state-of-the-art internet and power as far as, as that goes. And, uh, and of course, that's not going to be the case. And, and already, um, I think it was Digital Foundry found, like, like they found it and they were able to do some kind of a test on it. And there was like at least 10 frames of, uh, of lag just to start off with. They said something um, to the effect of, this would work for maybe like a card or a turn-based game, but anything beyond that, it's like, no, this is horrible. So, and I mean, it was, it was announced today. Like, and it's not out yet. It's, exactly. It's, there so, are like, a lot of things that remain to be seen. But it sounds like the best thing ever. And like I said, we'll redefine gaming. But there are a lot of naysayers right now. And uh, so bringing this back to fighting games, which yeah. tend to be, you know, the most particular in the way of you need to have, like, flawless connection and flawless this and that because we're worried about single frames. It, my guess is that it won't be working for fighting games anytime soon. Okay. Well, you did beat me to my question and answered it, so I guess we can move on. Um, it'll be cool it, to see it, what they do. This doesn't feel like it's the thing that will change everything, but it feels like it could be the thing that leads to the thing that leads to the thing that the changes beginning. everything. Sure. This, this is an important step. We have the challenge is going to be we have seen you know cloud gaming bef done before, you know in the form of online in the form of PlayStation now. How is Google's got a lot of money in the bank to throw at this problem, but how are they going to overcome those problems that those 
companies could it's not. It's going to suck if it comes out of... this year. I don't know. That's my opinion. But I don't know. Anything and so. I mean, if anyone's going to do it, it's Google, right? But but even then, you're like, we'll, we'll, we'll believe it when we see it. Yeah. Can I just add something real quick? Um, so no, this moving is... on. We're going to talk about. Hey, Elon, go for it. I mean, no, it's fine. I give up. Whatever. <laughs> um, no, uh, this is this is already a thing. Uh, it's not necessarily new. Uh, there is a service called Liquid Sky that I used for a little while where it, they do run uh, a virtual machine through the cloud, and you can then play games. And it's great for games that are not fighting games where, you know, you, the minor frame different or the frame lag. input lag is not a big deal. Uh, there's also another service called Parsec where you can turn you can host people on your own machine and they can connect to you via the Internet. And it's it's much it's much like the same thing that they're trying to do. And yeah, there are issues with it um, as far as like playing fighting games and everything because there is a very distinct input lag. Um, but again, I think it was mentioned that because Google has so many resources to do the research and development on this, if they do get it right, I think it could be something very cool. I, I, am I crazy in remembering? Did YouTube Gaming officially flop, or is it like laying dormant? Because I think the, it exists. Right, but like, but. so I, th I think you're right. But I think the idea here is, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, I watched. A couple of seconds of this GDC presentation on YouTube gaming before I had to get back to work. But um, the idea that it's going to be seamless to, to stream or a lot easier, less barriers of entry to stream, that that might then not only really uh, launch YouTube gaming in the way that they probably originally expected, but also put a dent in Twitch's uh, piece of the pie. I find oh, that sure. an uphill battle. Maybe not impossible because it is Google, right? But if anybody is going to fight toe-to-toe -to -toe with Google, it's Amazon. I mean, there's cool, like, I mean, I saw, like, the whole save state thing could be cool for fighting games. If I can, like, drop, like, hey, y'all, like, I found this glitch, like, here's the recreate, have at it, or, like, here's a set of cool training mode things that you can try out. I've set up all the recording functions, like, click this link, and you can Interesting. play versus these recordings and test your stuff. Like, there'd be great. There's, there's great stuff that could happen there, but even without the latency mattering, even like without 1v1 being a thing. So, I mean, there's cool stuff there. And I think hopefully it works out. I don't know. Um, Naleb or Naleb says, guys, first this machine needs to sell crazy. It's not even a machine. There's nothing physical about it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's, uh, so, Aside um, from the controller. Yeah, right. well, according to, the, according to the presentation, is it's on anything that you can open up a Google Chrome window in. So right it's going to be... So it makes me think that it's going to be a browser-based thing, and then they're probably going to switch to an app later, um, which, again, might cause a lot of issues with how we view games now with uh, latency and, you know, all that other shenanigans. But, you know, I, it, I think it's going to be one of those wait-till-we-see-it type situations So until we can make, like, a formal how is this going to affect us judgment. All right, guys. Uh, cool. Let's keep an eye out on that and see what uh, develops with the what is it? The Stadia, as in where games were originally played. Something like that. Mm -hmm. um, Mortal Kombat 11 stress test was this weekend, and I saw a lot of people playing it. I saw a lot of people streaming it. I saw a lot of people tweeting about it. Mike, you're already shaking I, your I head. Just, I just think it's funny because like it could be the coolest game ever, and like it might be. I didn't play it. I have no idea. But like. People talked about shills for other games. I have not, like, every negative comment for this game is prefaced by, like, six paragraphs of, like, seriously, I love everything about this game. It's perfect, like, but... And then there's, like, 20 paragraphs of complaining. Can I, but, can I God, there's... the beginning of Sonic Fox's thoughts now that you've insane. set that up so Do perfectly? it, yeah. Every, every one okay. of them is like this. Like, who are they paying? I don't know. 
The, but before you get well, into it, John, just uh, put yeah. into it. what we're watching here is Ketchup vs. Mustard, uh, Twin Bros. This is from their YouTube channel. We're playing a little bit of it just for the flavor of it, but uh, get it, the condiment flavor. But you should go to their YouTube channel and please patronize them and watch this video. Uh, go ahead, John. So um, I've I've looked at, there have been plenty of these kind of reviews and reactions, and I've looked at Sonic Foxes and I've looked at Maximilian's, and there's a lot of overlap between the two. So I figured I'd share some of the highlights of Sonic Fox. Now, uh, Mike said that a lot of these are prefaced with, this is the best ever, but, and and that's, that's about what I was getting as well. So the beginning of uh, Sonic Fox's post here, Mortal Kombat 11 thoughts. So right now, I honestly think NRS has created something special. I think this game is actually going to be one of the greatest fighting games in existence, and I hope it lasts long. The pacing of the game, the footsies, the neutral, it's literally everything I have ever wanted in a fighting game. With that being said, I also had a lot of gripes after playing it for like 12 hours straight. Um, so yes, all in all, it's like, this is good. And here are some things that probably should be changed, which is exactly what, you know, developers are looking for through a beta test. Uh, one of the most common things that came out as far as problems was the movement. The game speed seems it's, it's supposed to be slower than traditional Mortal Kombat's or past Mortal Kombat's have been, but it's so slow that people really aren't liking it. Now that might just be a shock because they're used to something else and this will be something that they acclimate to. But it also might be that um, I think things like dashes are slower than than walking forward. I, I saw that somewhere. I, I haven't tested it myself. But if that's the case, it's like, OK, maybe your movement's a little bit on the slow side, if that's true. Oh, it's right here, actually. Uh, <laughs> walking forward was faster than dashing, and it shouldn't be. That's what Sonic Fox said. Dude, Yet again, this is going to see uh, right before this. I'm. I'm going to bring something up, which is that I didn't play this game. I don't know it. It might be great. It might not be. But there's something that I want to think of as like the footsie fallacy, which is that every time a new game comes out, people are like, oh, the footsies are the, the greatest footsies ever. It's a pure footsie game. People don't know their combos. People don't know their best yeah. buttons. People don't know their Oki setups. People don't know their safe 50-50s. The game is going to be way more footsie heavy when neither of you know what the hell you're doing than it sure. is going to be when you've learned exactly what the best stuff is. So yes, when neither of you has any idea what you're doing, you're going to be hitting each other one hit at a time, and the guy who's better at sweeping is going to win. But we have no idea. You don't know who does 80 off each hit. You don't know who has a 50-50. You don't know nothing yet. So, I mean, mm -hmm. the footsies might suck. They might be great. It's impossible to tell. It's you're absolutely right. You know, it's very early to say that any game in day negative 30 or whatever it is, is the best footsie game of all time. Also, it's impossible for this to be the best footsie game of all time because Power Rangers Battle for the Grid is the best footsie game True. of all time. Met better than footsies? It. Oh, oh, footsies is up there. Footsies is a solid number, too. Hey, let me. Um, did, did Ed Boon come out and say that the movement is better in the latest build, that this is an early I think version? there was something to that effect, yes, on Twitter, that um, that it's already going to be faster, so don't worry about that. So, hey, moot point. Just wasted five minutes of you guys' lives. Here's something, though. Uh, <laughs> the combo breaker system. So Mortal Kombat has had combo breakers in the past. That's a fairly delicate mechanic because you're going to very quickly kind of take away from the competitive side of things if you can just break combos for free. This one... Um, is what's it called the breakout system where you essentially fall out of a combo while your opponent is doing it for a certain amount of meter as it stands right now you can fall out of a combo during certain moves that have so much recovery that you can actually punish your opponent for having been hitting you with a combo 
that's a big issue. But another thing that you get sorted out here in the beta version, so it's not there when the uh, the full version drops in, on April 23rd. And you have to assume that that's going to be something that's fixed. Otherwise, people are going to immediately you know lower the, the the status of this game in their minds and such. Um, but yeah, that's that's probably the biggest thing that I've seen as far as like the most glaring issue, save for the the movement speed that's already being attended to. There was one other one I heard, which was that there's a perfect guard system where you can like it's really press, good, yeah. you can press the block button right at the time you get hit. And, and basically the idea is like it's supposed to add skill to blocking. This exists in tons of fighting. I'd say like half the anime fighting games has something like this. But it's a lot easier when you're using a block button one to kind of like option select the timing. Because like, right, if you're in an anime game or even Street Fighter and you try to go off a block and back the block, you're vulnerable for a second. Whereas releasing and pressing a button is really fast in comparison to moving the joystick. So not only is it really easy to do, but apparently you get like full punishes. So like a lot of block strings are like useless is what Sonic Fox was saying, the way that mm -hmm. it currently works. So, I mean, I'm not sure yeah. if, I, I think a lot of things are being reacted to quickly, but it does sound strong at the very mm -hmm. least. The other thing, uh, Chip, I, okay, so Sonic says that, well, he says, I think the way flawless blocking in Chip works is. is fantastic, but then he has, like, three more paragraphs He's like, but he it sucks. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's like, it's great, but it's fucking terrible, man. Like, it, it, you die instantly. Hey, so quick question, well, quick question on that. Yeah. Uh, John, since you played it, I guess I'm posting, posing this to you. Um, in the reveal event, uh, the way that they presented flawless block is that you needed to use meter in order to then get a punish, or else you wouldn't even get a frame advantage on block. If you did the flawless block, mm -hmm. is that still the same case or I don't know. I didn't do when I played it on the last day when it was just against the computer and I was mainly just doing fatalities. So I was trying to get a feel for it, but, um, but I didn't get any like of that technical stuff in where you would play another person and figure it out. And I was only playing for about half an hour. So, uh, I don't have an answer. The to one that. thing I will say is I'm glad people are happy about it. Like people seem to like every complaint was prefaced by by good, which is overall a good thing. Even though I'm making fun of it, like the fact that people that want to play this game is good. That Street Fighter yeah, doesn't. I right? hope it's great. I hope people love it. Like, um, I'll tell you what I love. Check out this tweet here from Sonic Box. Another 13-0. It ain't looking good for you in this game either, Perfect Legend. And then if we zoom in, he's got 13 wins. He's about to have the 13th win on him in a row. This and, kind of blew up. And, I'm uh, not gonna lie. I have well. I shouldn't even say this. Perfect Legend. He's using his uh, character variation title Chain Reaction. And what's Sonic Fox's character creation there? Elon. I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think it's hilarious. And he's wearing the blue like his 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 furry persona. Um, oh, uh, the other thing is d damage over time moves. I think Scarlet has one. Uh, can kill you. So right along there with chip damage kills and such. If you do a DOT move, uh, it can actually kill. So, uh, that, and that's something that feels a little bit overpowered, at least according to Sonic Fox. And, I, and I'm inclined to agree, thinking about the other games that have that and what that kind of implies. How much better would Bang be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this game has uh, three uh, default loadouts, right? Per character? Am I making that up? They're really not. There's three, like sample variations basically but they're not variations in the way they were in like the design of the game is that you pick moves so that's for the, your character the, to have that's what i wanted to talk about is that like are we sure that that's what it's going to be like um, i don't think that's how it's going to be in tournament i think it's, it would be hard to create your unless, character in a tournament unless setting. they make it really easy on the character select screen to be like 
I want this, 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 and it's fast, and there aren't a lot of options. Um, I think it'll probably be the sample loadouts. And w like that. wouldn't that be cool, right? If you could have ten different scorpions. Yeah, if you can have ten different styles. scorpions, I don't care. I'm okay with that. I, I I think I have an idea on how you can make this work. You know, instead of calling them loadouts, you can give them a, another name, uh, like gems. Let's say, <laughs> and you can select a certain number of these gems. And you just have to memorize the number of which one, and you select them before your match. Got to be so and easy, I, yeah, or otherwise it sucks. <laughs> I'm surprised no one has ever done that before. <laughs> Steve. Hey, what did they do for Injustice? Injustice, they were tied to, like, items and shit, yes. so they were just completely removed. Like, no okay, one, so they just they, no, the yeah, no one used them. Okay. Like, yeah, you I, default only. I think that's one of those things that we're going to have to wait for, you know, the Mortal Kombat tour to get announced and how they're going to deal with it. They have full power. I mean, if they're going to put money into the game, they can make us play however the hell they want. Yeah, because yeah, so. that, that was, I think, a point of conversation throughout this uh, stress test is how they're going to handle all the variations. I think it's a good idea, personally. I, I don't... I, I think people have this weird, like, ooh, like, if we have different things, it's going to be bad and unbalanced. Mm -hmm. Like, if they can... It's just more... Moves are easier to balance than characters, probably. Right, I was like, say, it's not that big of a deal. You might have a move that's If it's broken. easy to... The reason gems sucked is because they were, like, weird power-ups of stats. They weren't moves, you know? Auto they were block. very auto-block. They were strange, and you had to load them out in advance. If it's, like, pick Scorpion and then pick two moves, I don't think that's a big deal. But I don't really know enough. You also had paid DLC gems yes. <laughs> that were outright better than some of the I love other the paid gems, DLC gems. Yeah, I bet you did. Um, all right, well, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it should be a really exciting. I, I can't wait to play. Who did, who did you play as Baraka and just did the brain eating for your girlfriend? I did all three. How many characters were in the beta? It was like just Baraka, Scorpion, Baraka, Scarlet. She's like, I'm not watching this anymore. <laughs> I once, man, I felt so guilty. I, I had it was, well. The next one's a beta that everyone can get. Yeah. In your so this game, was right? back yeah. in Mortal Kombat X days, and uh, Johnny Cage had an X-ray move where he would do the the split into nut punch, and the testicles would just explode. And oh my god, I'm, I'm gonna show this story, but I'm embarrassed for a minute. I was like, oh my god, and I like did that to my coworker. I'm like, hey, check this out, female coworker. She was not impressed. She was offended. <laughs> She's like, why did you make me watch that? And I immediately felt guilty. I still feel bad about it. I don't know why. Cassie has that same, well, a variation yeah. of it, but the same thing happens, and it's just as hard to watch. Anyway, um, I think it's going to be exciting. Oh, and uh, there's also a rumor, a potential, that at the combat cast tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, they might reveal two characters. I hope it's the two new story characters that would be legit new characters to the series, to the franchise. I cannot wait. You you were fiending for a combat Dude, cast last week. You keep talking about combat casts. I love it. I just like seeing... I, I, anytime that a game does like that slow drip of reveals, there was one iteration of Smash Brothers. It might have been Brawl. the... That like did like... Even like a troll... Like it was random Brawl. things. And they did it for like a year in advance. It was insane. Yeah, Japan I time. I loved it. I remember like it was yesterday. I would like refresh that shit. I wanted to see what was coming. I just, I think it's fun, right? Because you're excited about fun. the property and they're like, you know, giving you a little bit. So yeah, I like Combat Cast because you get to see new stuff, guys. Um, so we talked about how it, it'll be up to, uh, not the tournament organizers potentially, but maybe uh, NetherRealms, Warner Brothers proper. Yeah, I think to if come they up want, the now people will complain their asses off if it's not what they want. But I'm sure, I mean, they can do whatever they want. But there's a lot, there's a lot of ex-pro fighting game players on the NetherRealms staff at this point. True. They won't do something out of control, I don't think. 
Well, I do want to talk about something that's out of control when it comes to tournament organizers and the rules therein, and that is, let's let me paint a picture. You're playing your set. You, it's Mike versus John. Okay. Playing Street Fighter. Vega versus Nakali. And then somebody yells, "Hey, he keeps doing the command grab when you're trying to play with your roses." <laughs> or whatever the hell Vega does. <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, I better stop playing with my roses. And then I you cheated win. and I should be DQ'd for sure, right? Now, so basically the background here is that there was two players, Mars and Wishes, who are both, you know, very good. Mars, uh, nearly one of the best players, period. Um, playing their set and a dude who apparently unrelated to either guy had been screaming wishes advice about mars during this set and to his defense mars had been apparently you know telling him to stop trying to get him to stop people have been telling him to stop he kept screaming he kept and he was giving supposedly specific advice do i think that means jack shit as a player no if someone was screaming something from the crowd i mean, wouldn't if anything it would distract me like i don't think it would help me at all but regardless he was doing this there was a rule against it and during the final game of the set Mars was so fed up with this that during the match, after he loses his second to last stock, he stands up and walks off the stage. Um, at some point, the TO catches wind of this. They get into discussion about it. Wishes says he's going to DQ himself if they make them replay the match. They say, well, you better replay the match or DQ yourself. He decides to play it. They start from where Mars got up, and Mars ends up winning and then going on to win the tournament. Um... I think it was really bad. I think it was a really bad precedent to set. Um, this dude was not at all colluded with Wishes as far as anyone knows. So Wishes basically gets screwed over by an outside source. And I don't think Mar... I, I think Mars could have handled it in a better way by dealing with it in between the set, by refusing to play on, by going to get a TO. I think rewarding someone for getting up when they're losing is a really, really rough slope. And I think the fact that Mars is a more famous and popular player than Wishes plays into this. I think that if I was playing versus Leffen or Armada and got up because someone was screaming coaching towards them versus me, I'd be laughed off the fucking stage, you know? Or or if just if Wishes had done the same thing in reverse. So that's my take on it. Um, people... People are definitely not necessarily aligning with that take, though. I'd say there's a lot on both sides, but a lot of people think, you know, coaching's the devil in Smash. They're very serious about it. Compared to, we sometimes have coaching bans, but I don't remember really a time where it became a huge deal in the FGC, and sometimes we just outright allow it. So it, it's a different climate. And, and it wasn't coaching, but, like, there's obviously the famous, uh, the head crones, right? Wolf Crone was getting heckled, and they're like, dude, you gotta bring your own headset. You're a professional. You should know better. Um, is there an element of like, dude, get some noise canceling headphones or something. Be an adult. I just feel like he had to, if you're going to be that upset by it, then you should handle it by, by during an earlier point in the set or in between matches dealing with it then. But the way he handled it, if he had won, he could have not said anything or popped off about it later. But by losing, he gave himself the chance to replay the game. So I don't know. I don't like it. Oh, well. I mean, that's officially, I lost this match, I'm walking away. Basically, yeah. Wow. And it real. I mean, like, replaying, if you're going to say that the coaching helped Wishes and that he was in on it, then you DQ him. If the rule is no coaching and you think he cheated by coaching, then you DQ him. You don't make them replay the match. So, 
I don't know. It was unfortunate. Making people replay matches in those kind of outside situations is always horrible. I think the result of the replay is always going to be like a horrible asterisk that doesn't represent the two players at their best, which is exactly what we're trying to figure out. If you already won a match and you're told to replay it, you're going to play like shit. I think it's like almost, I think I'd love to see the stats on it. I think the people who, who are forced to replay lose like the vast majority of the time. Mm -hmm. So gentlemen, what do y'all think? I equate it to like, I mean, if if uh, if a basketball player is shooting a free throw and somebody yells at him from the crowd, I mean, if it gets to a certain point where you're legitimately disrupting uh, um, what's going on on the floor and you're taking the competition out of it, security removes you. Otherwise, it's just on the players to ignore the sounds from the crowd, which is always going to be, I mean, in football, you talk about the 11th man, right? The influence from the crowd is always going to be there. Um, so, so that's part of this. And I mean, I've been in plenty of, of tournaments, you know, situations and like, that's there, that's real, it, but it's, it's part of the experience. And I, don't I also think, think we that, need um, coaching, but yeah, go ahead. I think you're right. Well, like, and yeah, we should have little, coaching. It's a little more when it's coaching, but at, at the same time, I mean, the, I, to me, that's part of, of what's going on. I mean, people are yelling anything, you know, something funny that made you laugh or something that gave you the information that you needed to, to, you know, from the from the bird's eye view, whatever. Like, it just that it seems like it's all fair game. Um, and if it's if it's specifically not, then you have to have people that are there enforcing the rule that you're going to put down. That wasn't the case at this point. I say the match continues pretty much no matter what. And I don't think this was a special case where you would have stopped things for for any of these reasons. Do you think I, that FGCTOs are tougher, more authoritative than Smash TOs? Let me pull that back because there are some rules. If you look at tennis, you they have rules specifically saying that you cannot be coached during the set. That was, if you remember, the whole blow up with uh, Serena Williams right. at the U.S. Open this past year. Uh, that started because the umpire saw something that from her her players' box that he that they believe constituted coaching, and that led to that entire meltdown there. Um, did so they replay it, it or did they or did they just stop she, it where she it was, was penalized she was penalized a point and then there was argument afterwards that became you know a uh a game penalty it was it, it built from there i yeah. don't remember the exact uh path well this is all foreign to me because when we're playing you hear people shout out all the time he's just jumping a lot you know be ready for that constantly uh i mean it's not exactly one-to-one -one because we're talking about you know locals here in arizona or something like that but uh, as far as i'm concerned that's just part of the package so you could i'm sure make it a make an argument and specifically you could make an argument if you already have specific rules put in place and you have the means to enforce those rules then sure, do whatever you want. But but in this situation, it felt like something happened, the rules weren't enforced, and then you went and, and, and applied like the solution or the remedy after the fact. And like Mike was getting to, it's just that's almost always a bad look. I think I mean, what bothers me the most is honestly that I feel like the result, it was a result of bullying and, and popularity contest. And I, you would be really hard-pressed to convince me that this would have happened with any one player versus any other player. I think it would not have. Steve, um, you a big Serena Williams fan? She cool. Nice. I'm a big Serena Williams fan. <laughs>
Um, guys, are we out of topics? What's going on? We didn't do a question of the day. We don't have a block grab unless somebody wants to pull an impromptu one. I did not pick an awesome list of, uh, you know, Mortal Kombat characters really? that should come back. Really we do have, revealed. There is one thing I did want to mention. Uh, Dead or Alive Core Fighters. Uh, they released a Core Fighters version for DOA 5. They did just release one for Dead or Alive 6. So uh, on all major consoles as well as PC, uh, you can download the game for free and it gives you access to four characters, uh, Kasumi, Hitomi, Diego, and Base. And uh, you get online play, you get a few other modes. You don't get the story mode, though, and you only get those four characters. You can uh, purchase the story mode for $20. What's DOA without uh, story mode, man? I mean, you, got... <laughs> you can also uh, purchase additional characters. Uh, individual characters are $4 right now. Uh, they do have character packs, uh, which is like $50 for everybody or... $40 for just the women, 34 for just the men, because there's a few more extra women. I think there's, a, there's an equal rights clause issue there under the Constitution, but I mean, I don't know. So you it, can play it, Diego for free? There's a number of characters. Um, wait, there's... The, the, women. Uh, I know we're just having fun here, but there actually was one of the things that you had on here about the Turkey events, events in Turkey. What's the deal with that? Uh, there was a uh, little bit of a blow up on Reddit. Uh, a Turkish player uh, posted to our Street Fighter pointing out that Turkey was not included in the online uh, events for C this year's CPT. Uh, this was it was it's typically either included with Europe or Middle East. So if you don't have a Middle East section, Sometimes, you know, you just have Europe and Turkey's, Turkey's not included because it's part of the Middle East in their eyes. Or you just have a Middle East competition and Turkey's not included uh, because it's viewed as European. This case, uh, it wasn't included in either section. And a couple player or couple people expressed displeasure with that. They wanted to know why. Uh, Level Up actually went on Twitter to respond to this, and they said, quote, we understand the concern about Turkey and many other regions which didn't make the online CPT this year. We are making cases for growth every year, but also considering the regional and internet landscape for quality matches. Start small and grow from there is the direction, end quote. So I, there certainly some people are going to be disappointed by that they're not going to be satisfied by that answer. I don't know what you guys think uh, or if you guys have a very strong opinion on that. No, not really. Um, every region, I'm sure, has strong players. They all want to play. It's great. If people are complaining that there's not tournaments there, it's probably because there's, you know, desire. Guys, that does, I believe, bring us to the end of the show. We don't have any more topics. It was a good one. Thank you very much for everybody who watched. <laughs> Following uh, up is Ultra Chen TV. you got to watch them. They'll be on Twitch right after us. Tonight, their topics are Final Round 2019 Recap, Results, and News, Mortal Kombat 11 Stress Test, Thoughts, etc. I'm actually looking forward for Ultra David's uh, VODs to be uploaded. He's talking about putting a bunch of stuff on YouTube. Street Fighter League Voting, 5-5 five, five Matchup, Google Stadia, and Crowd Couching Mania, and more. That'll be on Ultra Chen. That's Ultra David and James Chen. Thank you guys for watching us. Thank you everybody who subbed. Thank you everybody who followed. We will be here same time, same channel next week. Good night, Canada.